Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Anything God commands us to do, God equips us to obey, to do it. God would be a horrible God if he asked us to do things we couldn't do. Even with him, we couldn't do. Why would he do that? We'd be frustrated. We'd always feel as failures. But whatever God calls you to do, he will equip you to do it. No excuses. Zero excuses. It really is tough to hear something like this. We understand and acknowledge the idea of God equipping someone else to be a missionary or lay leader, just not us. The notion of trusting God to the point that we are required to make a huge leap of faith, well, the fear of the unknown is just overwhelming. Pastor Mark will be teaching about our need to increase our level of not only listening to God's voice, but then doing what Christ followers throughout history have done jumping off the metaphorical cliff and trusting God to either catch us or help us survive the fall. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 14 with part two of his message. Because God says so, I will listen, obey, and enjoy his blessings. Think about this. Life is lived by steps. When you get ready to leave, two or three hours from now when I'm done, (laughs) some of you leave way before that. How are you going to leave? You're going to get up and you're going to what? Step. So notice this verse. Your word is a lamp to my what? To my feet. To get anywhere, it starts with a step. So the word says, a lamp to my feet. What does that mean? It means when God says go, go. And how does go start? One step. It's a lamp for my feet. It's a light to my path. See, I just don't need God's direction for one step. I need God's direction for my whole life. Understand what I am here. Every pastor in a church... His role is basically to teach you how to hear God and obey God yourself. I'm not with you during the week. You need to be able to hear God and obey God. And it's because I'm trying to take you on a journey from where you are to where God wants you to be. On that journey, it will be different for all of us. Different ages, people leave, they move, come back, new people come in, all those kind of things. But the whole goal is to take us from here to there. How do we do it? The Word of God. Now, but we don't just do it with the word of God. Notice this. When when somebody heads off and and God says, go, we go. And when he says, stop, we stop. 
Some of you are in the waiting period right now. You're waiting for God to tell you what to do. And you're not happy about it. Because we don't like to wait. I'm sorry God isn't a drive through We just have to wait sometimes. But it's important that you understand that. When you became a Christian, look at this last verse up here. The Holy Spirit came to live in you. The Holy Spirit came in. He's God. And he's inside you for lots of reasons. But the main reason is to direct your life. Let me read to you. The steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. He delights in every detail of their lives. Well, how does that work? God delights us, so he puts the Holy Spirit. Look at this. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Let me reverse it. And I'll, instead of sons, I'll do sons and daughters of God. Sons and daughters of God. Every Christ follower is led by the Spirit of God. It's not, it's not a few. That's our right So we don't have a pillar of cloud. We don't have a pillar of fire. We have the Holy Spirit directing our lives through the word of God and the spirit of God. But sometimes we don't obey. And often we don't obey because when God says for us to do something, you'll see it in our passage this morning. Sometimes we say to God, it's M-A-R-K, not M-A-R-C. You have the wrong guy. Did you ever say that to God? What, what you just told me, uh, my, lap, my middle initial is this. You got the wrong person. Or, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not moving. Now, the issue is never, listen, the issue of obedience is never because I can't obey. Never. And I'll prove it to you. The issue is, I won't obey. It's a matter of my will. So let me show you what that looks like. Philippians is a promise from God. Philippians 4.13. I can do what it was. Some of you don't like, you wouldn't even, you're afraid to say it. I can do what? What is everything? Even things that I don't like? Yes, it's a matter of your Will. It's getting weaker as we move through to notice the response of people. I can do everything by myself. Impossible. Let's say it. Through him. Through him who gives me the strength and the willpower and the obedience. Now, here's what I want you to write down this morning. Anything God commands us to do, God equips us to obey to do it. God would be a horrible God if he asked us to do things we couldn't do. Even with him, we couldn't do. Why would he do that? We'd be frustrated. We'd always feel as failures. But whatever God calls you to do, he will equip you to do it. No excuses. Zero excuses. Because when God calls us, to step out, to do this, that, and the other. It's always perfect. His plan is always right. Let's go back to the children of Israel. When the cloud moved, they moved. When it stopped, they stopped. Let me give you a, a, it's not a biblical principle. It's a story I'm going to make up for you. Listen to this. What would happen with those two to three million Jews as they're moving along, that one day, 12-year-old son of a dad and a mom and two sisters, He comes running in in the morning. 
Dad, the cloud is moving. In the background, you can hear all the people, building up this tent, the camps, tents, putting everything together. And can you imagine the noise from two million, three million people? And they're getting ready to go. And the father says, son, come in here a moment. Mom, come over here. Gals, daughters, come over here. You know what? I'm tired. I'm just really tired. And I'm too tired to pack a tent, move the family. So we're going to do this. We're going to stay for a couple of days. We're going to get some rest. And we're all going to get kind of ready to travel again. And then we'll simply just catch up with the people that have already gone ahead for two or three days. Now, let me ask you a question. What would be the outcome for this family? Let's stop and think about this. A family that's trying to direct their own lives. At best, they could not travel at night. Why? They don't have the pillar of fire. They're going to travel at night. Why can't they travel at night? This is not a no-brainer. It's close. No, really, it is a no-brainer. Because it's dark. You ever been in the wilderness with, well, Pastor Mike, there'd be street lights. Hello. There's no lights. They can't see. They can't go anywhere. Now, so they couldn't travel at night. By the way, did the children of Israel travel at night? Sometimes. So how are you going to catch them? They're already three days behind. You're not going to catch them. Secondly, they couldn't really travel very well in the day. Because what did the pillar of cloud provide? Shade. Ever been to Las Vegas or Death Valley in the summer? You would die. Here's another illustration. They can't really travel at night. They can't really travel in the day. But here's the big one. Dad gets up on the third day. Maybe they went this way. Maybe, maybe they went this way. Look at me. That father had never been that way before. Only God had been that way. Are you traveling in the dark this morning? You're trying to direct your own life, and you've never been that way. You're clueless. You have no protection. And I'll address this when I get to the family situation. Fathers, what happens when you try to direct your own life? What happened here in this story is the wife, the husband, and all the kids die. See, if you and I try to direct our own lives spiritually, you're going to die. You have no clue where you're going. That's why God led them. There's some of you who have not yet become a believer. So you don't follow God. You never even knew that God wanted to direct you. All-knowing God. I'm going to give you a chance at the end of the service to say, I'm I'm tired of trying to direct my own life because it's impossible. You'll never enjoy the blessings of God trying to do life yourself. It's one dead end after another, after another, after another. And we had people first service, we had people last night come up and go, I'm ready to let God direct my life. Because that's the only way that you'll ever have purpose and meaning. So here's a father that's a perfect example of us that is horrible because 
He is trying to do something we were not designed to do. Now, remember this. Disobedience usually brings disaster. Obedience brings blessings. Now, Jesus talked about this in the New Testament. Because a relationship without God, sin, is equal to spiritual darkness. Watch what Jesus says. It's so clear. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he's talking to unbelievers. He said this. I am the light of the world. You can follow me. I know the direction. I know where we're going. I've got it all together. Just follow me. Then he says this. Whoever, your choice, whoever follows me will never walk in spiritual darkness, but will have the light of life. That's what the Christian walk is. I don't have to say, I don't know what to do. If you're following Christ, you do. You have to listen and you have to obey. Sometimes we go, sometimes we stop. It's just a great principle for us. So understand this morning, that's the way it works. Now here's number two. Our obedience blesses us and impacts others. Now, God was using Moses to lead the two to three million Jews to the promised land. God led them, interestingly enough, remember we talked about that God's ways are not our ways. Let me share with you what happened. As they're going through the wilderness, God leads them to a dead end. When they get to this place, just picture me, we're the children of Israel. In front of us is the Red Sea. To the side of us on the right and left are super high mountains, impossible to climb or go anywhere. You say, well, they had the opening at the back. They did initially. But what happened when Pharaoh said in Egypt to Moses, get out of here with your people. I'm tired of you. Go. Well, after they left, he began thinking, what did I do? I just got rid of a couple million servants. So he decides to come after them with his army. He's going to either kill them or take them back to Egypt as slaves. So here are the people. They get up one morning and this is blocked, the Red Sea. That's blocked, the mountains. And they hear in the background, way in the background, here comes the army. Now, what do you think they would do? Praise God from whom all blessings. Maybe not. So they started complaining and griping at Moses. And Moses finally just said this. Stand still. God has a plan. He's going to show Egypt the final time that he's the only true God. So now what are they going to do? They're between a rock (laughs) It's all right. You you know the whole story. Now, here we go. Look at chapter 14. Turn to chapter 14. How are they going to get out of this hard place? Look at verse 13. And Moses answered the people, chapter 14, 13. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites now 
to move on. Raise your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Here's Moses. Now, after you just heard this from God, I'm supposed to listen and obey. What would your first response be? Well, let's just think about it. Let's say this is God. And he just told me, take your staff, put it right over there. And the sea will part in the middle and go through and drag out. Here's me. God, did I hear you correctly? Would you, would you repeat that quietly to me? Don't laugh. If you're Moses, are you kidding? God, really? This, this stick? My hand? Doesn't make no sense to me. Ever been that place? I have. When God asked me to quit pharmacy and start the church 22 years ago, in the initial time, I went, say what? I didn't have a stick in my hand. That was it? No, it's not about the stick. (laughs) I want you to write this down today. We don't have to understand to obey God. Now, why is that? Because God's God. He never makes a mistake. And if you start arguing with God, you're always going to lose. Moses basically is going to obey. And the people are going to be responsible basically to either follow him or do whatever. So look at verse 21. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on the dry ground with a wall of water on the right and on their left. Can you imagine when they got to the other side? Moses says to the three million, come together. I'm your man. Look at this stick, baby. That's an anointed stick. You think Moses said that? No. We have to be careful when God uses us. I'm your man. Said Pastor Mark, I'm never prideful. Liars don't go to heaven. It was never about Moses and his stick. It was always about God and listening and obeying. Because all the glory goes to God. Be careful. But it's a great principle as you look at it. Do you know this morning, when we come to the New Testament, it has a great spiritual application But let's just stop for a moment. What if Moses didn't obey? Probably millions of them would have been taken back to slavery. And many of them would have died. But he did. He obeyed. And his, listen, his obedience. How many people did Moses' obedience affect? Two to three million people. Do you realize how much of an influence you and I are? And there's a great spiritual application. Look what Jesus says to us. This is for you and me. He said to them, 
CCM and all the people that attend go into the world, preach the good news to all creation. God is saying to you and I through our VAO, I'll open the door. You share your faith. You witness. You invite people to church because let me give you a quick, quick, quick view. Egypt is a picture of sin. It's a picture of bondage. The promised land was a picture of salvation water baptism. They were freed from the bondage because of the Passover. And they were walking to the promised land, which is really the spirit-filled life. What are we trying to do with unsaved people? Get them out of spiritual bondage to the spirit-filled life. To do that, I have to witness. Thank you for hundreds of you sharing your testimony, inviting people to church, You're still doing that. Don't forget lost souls. That's our mission. Can I hear an amen? That's Well, Pastor Mark, we're through that. And by the way, then you're going to have that your whole life because that's our whole mission is to see people come to Christ. Because once you and I walked in darkness, but hallelujah, we're in the light this morning. The world doesn't understand it. Those of you that are walking in darkness, you got your chance coming at the end. It's going to be fantastic. Think about this. And I want you to see this. Because you'll make a sense with it. Did God need Moses and his stick to do it? Could he just say, waters, part. Bun. But you know what? He doesn't do that. He uses you and me. Could God come down to our neighborhoods and go to every house where there's unbelievers? Angel of God. What do you want? I want you to get saved. Oh, where do I go? Fall right down. The glory, the shine of glory. I mean, that's what's going to happen during Revelation. The angel's going to fly and millions are going to get saved. But he doesn't choose to do that. He uses his eye with our stick to knock on the door. What a blessing that is for you. What a blessing that is for me. Moses was out of his mind when he was used by God to save three million people. Brevard County, we're coming in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because we want our communities saved for God. Number three, our obedience brings the blessings of personal success. Joshua, who followed Moses when Moses died, he writes this. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. Think about it. Think about the verse, the application. So you will... Be sure to obey, here's that word again, everything written in it. Look at these two words. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. See, without the word of God, listening and obeying, there's no prosperity, there's no success. As we grow and mature as Christians, it can be frustrating. Going through the school of faith, learning to obey God even when it doesn't make sense, it's tough. Pastor Mark taught using the example of the Israelites' exodus from Egypt that the risk in following is actually less than the risk in not following. That's an important point to remember as we walk this life. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
all campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will wrap up the teaching Because God Says So, I will listen, obey, and enjoy His blessings. We will learn how God directs the paths of the righteous and how God has made it possible to know what it is He wants us to do. We will also find out some of the many blessings that God has provided for those who choose to obey Him. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.